1: Welcome to the SyrupCast, Mobile Serp's Canadian tech-focused podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke, and Brad Bennett, a man who refers to himself as the bad boy of tech, but that I call Mobile Serp's teen correspondent, is on the internet. He's not across from me. We don't do that anymore. We have an office. We just haven't been there forever. Who knows when we're going back? How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing good, and, surprise, surprise, I was actually at the office yesterday, um, or maybe it like? was
2: the day before So it's dark None of the lights okay. are on The wifi has been cut If you want to use the printer And you need to download something to print You've got a hotspot yourself But I've done that a couple of times Since we've left the office Because I've had to go in and print This time, this was the first time That someone is back in the office working There was a dude, he was working at one of the floating desks And he was just sitting there on the phone When I walked in, I waved He looked at me like I had 19
1: heads and then I just printed my stuff and I left. Talk, uh, okay. um, I'm talking. Can, okay. Do you guys hear an echo from me?
0: It's gone no.
1: now. No. Yeah. So it was one of the headphones. Okay. okay. Cool. That's easy, weird. Easy enough. What was the last thing you said? Uh, so office?
2: Oh, yeah. I told the story, but the dude in the office looked at me like I shouldn't be there.
1: So how is he actually doing anything, though, if there's no internet?
2: That's a good question. Maybe the internet's actually back. I didn't check this time. The last few times I just hotspotted, so I just assumed it was gone. You're right.
1: It could be back. Maybe he's hot spotting.
2: Uh, but yeah, he was sitting in there. He didn't turn the lights on either. He was just in the dark. Is everything covered
1: in dust? Like a thick layer of dust? That's what I imagine.
2: No, not a super thick layer of dust. And surprisingly enough, most of the plants seem to be alive. I don't know if someone's watering them or if like they're just resilient, hardy plants. But I was looking at them and, and a lot of them are in good shape. Which is funny because Yay. I was at
0: Brad's house the other day and his plants were not alive. A lot of your plants are dying so it's funny Mine, that these, yeah. it's funny that these, someone is coming in to water these plants but apparently no one's coming in to water your plants
2: yeah Alex since, since, this, is plant, and, uh, since this is a plant since this is a plant
1: podcast now um, I have a plant in my backyard it is a sunflower that I grew from like a spitz sunflower seed but maybe it wasn't that I don't know where I got the seed doesn't matter it's like 12 feet tall that's, that's probably sick. my Sunflowers? proudest achievement
0: you used to scare the crap out of me growing up. I was never a fan.
1: They're they're Why? big boys.
0: They were just big, and they had like that look to them, menacing look to them.
1: Yeah, yeah nothing they do says like they want to mess you menacing up.
2: like like the del facto flower of summertime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have nightmares about it. We've totally skipped Dean's intro. Um, oh, Dean's hi guys. Ladies and hi. gentlemen, <laughs> Dean Daly. <laughs> He's here to uh, help with our little showdown that I'm going to talk about briefly. Um, so th- this podcast is a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, first, we're going to go through the hottest news of the week with Bennett. Uh, then we're going to talk about the Galaxy Z Fold 2. Every time I say that name, I have to like think it out and say it slowly. Otherwise, I do not say it properly. Um, and then we're going to switch gears and Bennett's going to take over hosting duties and we're doing a little bit of a showdown between um, the various wearable smartwatch operating platforms. So Apple Watch, Wear OS, Fitbits and Samsung's Galaxy Watches. And that's why Dean is on the pod this week because he is the only person at Mobile Surf that has used a Galaxy Watch. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, uh, I guess since you weren't sure and i could have also just been on the podcast because you wanted me here not just because i was the only one here that used the galaxy watch i don't feel important with that but i mean it's whatever i know stuff about sure that too. apparently
1: not yeah, yeah but uh you're only allowed on if we're talking about the galaxy watch or huawei that's like the unwritten rule
0: yeah apparently um that's <laughs> fine whatever
1: okay cool. brad um what, what what do you have for us for the hottest news of the week? Uh, there's a few things since
2: we haven't done the podcast in a little bit. Uh, I've got some news from last week, too, that, that was fun. Uh, the first one is like you can order the Surface Duo, which is Microsoft's foldable phone. I mean, we haven't went hands on with it. A lot of tech reviewers in the U.S. have went hands on with it, but they were only allowed to say what were they allowed to say? Only allowed to talk about the software or only allowed to talk about the hardware? It was one or the other. So they're only
1: allowed to talk about what it looked like and not the actual software on the device. And there is a lot of, we'll name any names, but there's a fair amount of um, bloggers and journalists that have worked in this industry for a really long time, defending that choice, saying that like, it makes sense from a PR perspective and it levels the playing field. Um, But to me that raises a number of red flags, right? Like,
2: the device yeah, looks no, cool. I think I'm with we, you we've seen
1: it before. We know the hardware is probably going to be pretty solid. It's it's really the software that's the question. Like, there hasn't been. Well, I guess, Dean, you've talked about them before. You've written about them before, like all of LG's dual screen devices.
0: Yeah. Um, which I think is actually, I personally think it's a better idea than the Duo because you can remove the second screen. Um, but that comes with a lot of yeah, bulk. No, for sure, but I think still so with the like I haven't held the duo personally, but it can't be the thinnest thing out there when it's like it can't be all that thin.
2: It's gotta be thinner than like l g s phones and Samsung's foldables, though I imagine like both of those are
1: are hefty hefty, hefty i can't yeah, i think I think the the, the thing duo is might like, be
0: thinner for sure, but it i I can't see it that being a better option than a removable screen, in my opinion.
1: We'll have to see once we get our hands on it. Um, But I mean, my big takeaway from this was like, there's a possibility Microsoft isn't that confident in the dual screen version of Android that it's skinned, right? Um, Yeah. That's kind of what I'm feeling, but who knows? We don't know when it's coming to Canada. We don't even know if it is coming to Canada. My guess is that it is eventually. Um, It's just a matter of when they announce the release date.
2: And if it does, it will be roughly $2,019.65 Canadian, based upon how much it is in the States and the shipping.
0: So then probably even more, because they like to just jack up prices just a little bit more when it comes to Canada, every company.
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. As, uh, as we deserve, because we're bad. We even saw, there was even a story today, which we haven't written about yet, but it was internet prices around the world, I think, and, uh. Yeah, Canada's like the most expensive data plans and home internet plans. Just, yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh not, not a great time to be a Canadian that loves internet. Or maybe it is, because you've got us to listen to. But, you know, you got to pay for it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Nintendo rumor. I mean, this rumor's been going on for a long time. But we might see a more powerful Switch console in 2021. You know, new internals, maybe a bigger, better screen. Um, it's unclear, but... I think it needs to happen and it needs to happen soon as the PlayStation and Xbox move to their next generations and Nintendo is still stuck in the 1080p, 720p world.
1: I think it's going to be like... Do you remember the new Nintendo 3DS? I remember the new Nintendo 2DS. (laughs) Did they release a new Nintendo 2DS too? Yeah, Yeah, they did. They They still sell it. Anyways, that's what I think this will be. I think it'll be like the new... Literally, the new Switch. Um, and it'll be slightly more powerful. I've seen predictions that it's going to have a 4K screen. I don't see that happening. I think it may have a higher resolution display. I think it may push things to like 1080p and all games will run at 1080p or something. Um, but I expect the same thing to happen that occurred with the new uh, 3DS and new 2DS that I didn't know existed until three seconds ago. Boom. They'll only be like th- maybe three five six games or something like that throughout the system's entire lifespan that take full advantage of it and only work for that new switch that's just my guess
0: would this be the new new switch because there was already a second generation switch that they quietly announced that has better battery life oh yeah well they didn't even
2: announce it they just like put it in a better chipset pushed it out Yeah. yeah
1: I don't yeah. know if they'd call it that, but I guess in a sense it would be, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, the fact that. that they did that small refresh, which is kind of, I don't know, in my memory, similar to the size of refresh that happened between 2DS and 3DS to new 2DS and new 3DS. Like the the spec jump in those was really, really small, right? Except for the new
0: 3DS looked a little different than the new 2DS. I feel like their buttons had different colors. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, like, hardware, physical, like, the design of them both changed considerably with the thing. Or,
1: not considerably, but they changed.
2: But, Yeah. yeah, the power and, like, the fact that they were only making, like, Patrick was talking about playing games with their full potential, only a few had that. But even that full potential wasn't, like, a huge upgrade. And part of me kind of feels like, this Switch upgrade might be a little bigger than that. Like, I'm hoping for more. I'm hoping that we don't just get this sort of like, it's an upgrade, but you don't really need it because it's not really going to do anything for you unless you want to play like this game or this game. So we'll see, but...
1: That's what I think is going to happen. I don't think it's going to be like a full console generational jump or something like that. Like, Nintendo has a a pretty solid installed base. Like, it's sold more than the Xbox One in like half the time or something like that. They don't Mm want to abandon that quite yet. Um, yeah that's true so we'll we'll see what happens I, but i like these rumors are real like there's no way they're not real there's they've appeared so many times at this point that there has to be some level of truth to them yeah
2: i feel that i i'm like i think it'll happen too i mean logically and based upon nintendo's history as a company it seems like it will happen um and the last thing i guess from this report for this Takata's news segment is that it's supposed to happen in 2021. Nintendo supposed, Nintendo's supposed to be stepping away from the spotlight for this holiday season, giving it to Xbox and PlayStation as they announce their new consoles. And then sometime next year, we might see a slightly more powerful Switch or just a Switch with the word new in front of its name. Who knows?
0: Given the spotlight to Xbox and PlayStation this whole year, kind of, I don't think they've even had an actual Nintendo Direct this year. They've only had, like, mini-Directs or specific Directs about specific games like Pokemon and Mario stuff. But they haven't actually done, like, a Nintendo Direct. This is what's coming out this holiday season. Uh, It seems like they kind of gave up on 2020. And honestly, I cannot blame them. Because so have
1: I. I gave up on 2020. <laughs> yeah,
2: 2020 has been quite, quite a time. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, we'll get back to the Nintendo news team. Don't worry. Um, but right now we're talking about Rogers. And Rogers and a U.S. company called Altice or Altus uh, tried to buy Kojiko, which is a cable slash internet provider. I think they also do home phone uh, available in Canada. Uh, it's one of the smaller providers, but it's what I had when I was in school the whole time. It was really well, it worked really well. It was cheap. It was. Fast, I am you know, co-
1: I'm I'm a Kojiko customer
2: currently. No yeah. way, represent. Welcome. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Rogers and Altice tried to buy them for like ten billion dollars, I believe, ten point three billion, and Kojiko seemed to go along with it. But then there's a family that holds sixty nine percent of the voting rights for Kojiko, uh, the Aduet family um so okay so they own 69 percent of voting rights for kojiko and then 82.9 percent of voting rights for kojiko communications and so without they haven't approved this deal so it seems like it's not going through although there was some speculation this morning that the Aduet family uh, not approving the deal was more of a bargaining tactic and hoping for a bigger payout so we'll see how that that goes in the end but uh Personally, I'm kind of hoping that Kojiko holds out and stands strong on its own because I think the less uh, sub carriers or sub, you know, smaller telecoms or TV providers and providers that the big three own, the better. I need. I think we need more wireless uh, competition in Canada as as we were talking about earlier with Canada having the fastest, or not the fastest, the most expensive internet. More competition should help. Hopefully, lower that. Rogers buying Kojiko doesn't seem to be leading towards that. So we'll see what happens, but I'm hoping that. Uh, my
1: uh, Kojiko internet's pretty trash already, so I don't know how Rogers can make it any worse. Yeah, exactly. That's my perspective. Oh, wait, is yours bad? Um, so there's like, I, I don't want to go into it now. There's a lot, but I paid for a certain <laughs> a certain level of service, and that certain level of service cannot be delivered to my particular address despite Kojiko offering it. Um, mm. So I went through this like, whole many weeks long thing to get like a particular tier of internet that matched the actual speed that I got. Um, Yeah. That's not a Kojiko specific thing. Like all the carriers do that kind of bullshit. Um, But yeah, it's been fine. Like it works. It's just not quite as fast as I think I would like it to be. Um, There's a lot of layers to the story that I don't think any of us, really entirely understand so i think as this story unfolds we'll likely bring um our telecom reporter aisha on the podcast to to talk about it um at some point and, and break it down on a level that makes a little more sense yeah definitely like i think if if uh the
2: sale ends up going through and for some way the Aduet family allows coach Co to be sold to rogers i think we definitely have to have aisha on to talk about that because it's gonna have i think it'll have bigger repercussions than we can imagine yeah oh, for sure Um, And then the last thing just hottest news is today is the 35th anniversary of Mario. So Mario is 35 years old. Congratulations, Mario. Happy birthday. But uh, in light of that, Nintendo has announced a collection of 3D games coming to the Switch on the 18th of September. So actually very quickly, there'll be Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, which is my favorite 3D Mario game, and Super Mario Galaxy. Those are coming to the Switch on top of that there's also a mario battle royale game called super mario bros 35 which is kind of like tetris 99 but mario a mario game and watch system where you can play super mario bros and super mario bros 2 um and the original super mario all-stars which i believe was on the uh snes if i remember correctly
1: yeah the that's game was a not remake but like a remaster of sorts like a repackage yeah the the NES, the nintendo entertainment system 80s early 90s marios for the super nintendo with like slightly better graphics
2: Mm -hmm. and now those are available on the switch as well if you are a nintendo switch online subscriber uh because the subscribers get to play I don't know, there's like a handful of games in the Nintendo and Super Nintendo Virtual Console apps, and that's not one of them. So it's pretty cool, pretty exciting stuff. Um, in terms yeah, of I Mario, think this is neat.
1: I can honestly there's do this whole of...
2: podcast reading Mario News. Mario and Puma have partnered on too. a shoe. Mario News is coming to Animal Crossing. <laughs> there's new Splatoon Mario shirts available <laughs> online. Like The amount of Mario stuff that came out during that like 17-minute video was astronomical. Not a lot of it's really newsworthy, but it was crazy.
1: Yeah, I broke out some of the most newsworthy stuff this morning and I was uh, blogging up a storm. I did not expect to start my day with this. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty cool. There's a lot of those older 3D Mario games that I would love to go back and play, like Super Mario 64 holds like a special place for me. Um, I never really played Super Mario Sunshine. I owned it, wasn't really into it. I think I probably didn't give it enough of a chance. I'd love to go back and play that game. I think the only thing that I think is kind of uh, cheap on nintendo's part like i understand it from a business perspective is breaking uh super mario 3d land out of that package and selling it separately as this like new upgraded game i wish they just included that in with all the other 3d mario titles that would make like a really nice package even if they charge more for it like charge 15 20 bucks more for that that like ultimate 3d all-stars package yeah um, like 100 bucks I, w- I would rather that than breaking it out as a separate game but i understand that it, that that game's 3D. It's 3D World, right? Yeah, 3D World. Yeah, 3D land, land was
2: for 3DS.
1: Yeah, 3DS. Okay. Yeah, I know 3D World is coming out later, so like, that's partially probably why they're doing this. But it would have been great if it was like this ultimate one 3D Mario game package. Um, but yeah, that's not the way it's playing out. I've
0: Which game are you the most excited played about? Through a Mario game ever. I've never played through any of them.
2: Like I, like
0: I started Sunshine and I it was like a three day rental is when like Blockbuster was doing like get three day rentals for cheap or whatever. Um and that's probably it. I've never done any other Mario game at all. I've had really no interest in Mario or his sexy brother Luigi. Um but yeah.
1: That is an accurate statement though mm-hmm um what do, does this like do these
2: games make you want to go back and try them or are you still kind of on the like anti Mario fence
0: i might try sunshine maybe but probably not because my yeah just collects dust until there's a new pokemon game
2: plus if you're not really that into it spending like the 80 dollars for this package probably isn't worth it Because, yeah, it's like it's the full price for these three games, as Patrick was saying. So if you want to get the three three Mario All-Stars 3D games, blah, 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 64, Sunshine and and Galaxy, $80. If you want to get Super Mario 3D World plus the new levels that are coming out in February next year, another $80 plus tax. So it's not necessarily cheap to be a Mario fan. 3d world yeah that's the, so that was the no, first one so i think good. they showed off it's my favorite i used to play like in i i had a wii u and that was like one of the only games i had it like that zelda wind waker and um mario kart and pretty much we just it's like so good is that the one with the cats
1: yeah yeah with the cats
0: mm, i remember seeing that when i worked at best buy
1: it's, it's really, just so really good. fun it's also really hard like the yeah the, the later the later levels hard.
2: Those, like, uh, the beat blocks, like the the one where the ground moves to the music, oh, that's a tricky one. Yeah.
1: I don't want to um, talk about this anymore. It's stressing me out. The new
2: level looked harder, too. This will be the last thing I'll say, but it was, like, in the rain. Oh, it was man. in the dark. It, it, like, seemed, like, kind of like a Bowser's Castle-type level. It seemed, like, really tricky. I'm excited for it. Um, But that's it for hottest news of the week. I mean, we could sit here and talk about Mario all day, but we've got other stuff, so you want to take <laughs> us to the... Take us to the Galaxy, Pat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it moving. Hoping not to make this an hour and a half uh, podcast. Uh, So the next thing that we're going to talk about somewhat briefly is the Galaxy Z Fold 2. Um, I did a quick post about it. Uh, Well, not quick. It was pretty lengthy, actually. uh, Earlier this week, the phone looks really cool. It seems like the first foldable device from Samsung that doesn't feature significant Compromises, minus um, nice its price, have a yeah, yeah. Other than its price, it seems to have a really good camera array. The screen doesn't have that little cutout in the top corner anymore. It's now like an infinity O hole punch. Same with the front. Um, it has a Snapdragon 865. It's got 12 gigs of RAM. Um, they actually cut the storage in half, which I think is a little strange. Didn't really understand that decision. Um, but the the big thing here is that the phone cost wait for it, $2,779 Canadian dollars, which like, I get that that's not that much more expensive than the Galaxy Fold, but for some reason, it seems... I I, I guess part of it's because we're in the middle of a, a pandemic and all kinds of people are out of work right now, but it seems crazy to release a phone... That costs that much money. Am I alone in that? Does that seem like no? Like I, I, I think I talk you're you. even
2: like being too nice to Samsung. <laughs> like, oh, crazy people are out of work. No, people in work, people out of work. It doesn't matter. Three thousand dollars for a phone is insane. You could buy a used car that's going to last you like ten years. No, that's a lie. It can last you a, a few years used though. Car. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like for three grand, the amount of things that you could buy in the real world that aren't just like this foldable phone that's going to do all of the same things that a $400 phone are going to do, but also fold. It's just like, it's dumb. I hate it. I got
0: you a degree with y'all right now. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I would totally get it. Uh, if I had a, if I made a little bit more money, I'd probably get it. No issue. I wouldn't even probably think about it. Um, especially since Samsung offers financing. Like I would, I wouldn't have to get it through a carrier. I could just do Samsung financing. Uh, I would totally do it. It's, I think it's cool. Um, looking, I'm all about new tech. I'm really tired of the same old thing every year. Um, I spend more time on my phone than anything else in my life. Like I don't like to use my laptop once work is over. I close it. I'm trying to write a novel right now and I write, I've written, I think over 10,000 words already just on my phone alone. Um, I think the bigger screen would help with that. I like to watch a lot of content on my phone. I spend a lot of time on the, in the washroom because I have IBS. I mean, I, I think that I would totally do it. Um, I, I'm still even considering it. The only re- the reason why I haven't is just cause I, uh, because I review all these different phones and I wouldn't get to use it as much as I would want to use it. Um, but such a big screen, such a cool, like, look at this, and I iPhone does this sort of stuff. Like, it does this folding thing. I would totally consider it. Um, last year, I wouldn't consider the Fold, the original Fold, or even the, um, the original Fold, let's say, start with that, just because it, it was such, like, a there are better options on the market, like, with, like, a lower processor. And it had, like, a lower processor. It didn't have – it was kind of – not that great uh it it broke (laughs) broke yeah there was it was just the trial Uh, i totally wouldn't have um used that device at all um but this one seems like there seems like it's um it's better i'd wait till reviews to come out but if reviews are positive i would totally get it and i and i get it's a lot of money um but Financing always helps, and it is so cool. I feel like I wouldn't want a new phone for a few years. Uh, I would show it off and to all. I would be the envy of all my friends, and and it takes it. it would apparently take good pictures because of its camera stuff. Its camera stuff. Cause, and no, camera no, phone. you can't
2: argue the camera. The camera you can't bring into this because you could get no, a phone for not, like seven hundred dollars so that's going to have the same 100%. camera module. And, I,
0: and you're right. Um, that's true. And I actually haven't seen the pictures yet, obviously. so I be, But I mean, like, I think it's, it's
2: cool. like a fine, mix of... But it's because we know Samsung cameras are fine.
0: Yeah. It's a mix and of
1: the I, Note 20 and S20's 20's camera array. It's like this Frankenstein camera setup that I'm sure is going to be... Like, I'm 90% sure it's going to be decent. There's, it's not yeah. going to take bad pictures.
0: Um, I love One UI as well. Um, no, I totally get it if I and expect like I would totally consider it if I if I was not a tech reviewer right now my only holdout was it would be that I am praying to God there's a bigger pixel 5 this year like a 6.67 inch pixel 5 and that would be my only holdout if I wasn't a tech reviewer right now I would just probably buy it
2: wait what do you mean what's that I mean what do you mean like um, those are it's like I can you really compare those I mean the pixel 5 is going to be like what 800 900 dollars and the Dean no, it has it's nothing to do Pixel Five
1: Ultra.
0: Yeah, I think there's gonna, be like a, there's gonna be like a there's gonna be like a Pixel Five XL or Pixel Five Ultra because of certain leaks that I've read um, with saying that there's gonna be a Pixel Five with a like a like a higher like a an A65 and a bigger screen. And I'm holding out for that um, it because I would, exist. I'd rather I'd rather use a Pixel phone over a Samsung phone. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, but otherwise I would totally get the, uh, the fold two, Z fold two. You're
1: crazy. Yeah. It's
2: oh, 100 You would spend but, more than three months of rent on a phone. That's ridiculous.
0: Sorry that my rent's not that low. That's not even three months. It's probably, <laughs> it's not even two. it's not even two months. It's less than two months of rent. <laughs> um, <is> <laughs> my rent's expensive. See, I that's live what in I mean. Tro- like I live downtown I know so do you, but, uh, in the real yeah. world,
2: things cost money, and Samsung asking three grand for a phone is—it just doesn't make sense. Like, I know whether you pay for it or phone not, I know, last but it's year. still, and that like, was twenty
0: four ninety nine, and yeah, a, a, and, and it a tr- broke a prototype, yeah, yeah, and a prototype, and on, people st- still wanted to buy it. I don't the other he, like, side of this
1: this argument. Like, I don't, I like, I get that this this phone has a lot of stuff that the other one didn't have. They've fix the front display. It's bigger. It's got hole punches instead of cutouts. Um, It's got like a really good processor, lots of Ram. It even has like a 120 Hertz screen, which I thought was pretty cool. And I didn't expect that. Um, But it's also, I I guess like on the other side, it's not a device that Samsung's building with the idea that everyone's going to go and get this right. Like these foldable phones that the company is releasing are still very experimental. Um, so you, you could defend it in that sense too, where like this device is only for early adopters. It is also, despite probably what Dean's saying, like it's a 1% human phone, like no, the 1% percenters. that's what this phone is for. It's not like a mass market device. Um, that's not necessarily what I, I like that's true i still think it's crazy that they're cost they're they're like pricing the phone at this this amount of money with with all that said um, the thing there that is scares, that other side
2: okay i was just gonna say the thing that scares me with this price is as we kind of see with these things is they only ever go up you know they rarely ever go down they do go down that's a lie. but like you know phones typically increase in price increase in price increase in price we've seen that you know, 1.5 times this year with all the 5G phones that now cost 13, 14, 1500 bucks, which is already pretty crazy compared to like the 900 to $1000 phones we had a few years ago. But now once we start breaking this like $3000 ceiling, where does it end?
0: Well, I just think that well you can say that about everything, right? Like phones have prices have always gone up like the Nexus,
1: but they've, they've really gone up in the last couple of years. we were like six hundred. Yeah, just the last the
2: year in general.
0: Um, and I think it's only because of 5g, but you think about the, there's like the break from the Nexus 6b until the stuff that came up the next year, Like they went up sure. at least $200. Um,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: I think phone prices will always go up, um, because they're adding more stuff to, they're bringing more stuff to these phones. Um, The difference is that there, there's now, it's just, it's like a a bigger breakdown of what these phones are. There is now budget, there is high level budget, there's mid-range, there's high level mid-range, there is flagship, and now there's this ultra flagship. And and now I would even say there's this ultra, ultra flagship. Like there's three levels of flagship right now, because we're looking at, phones yeah. that have the 865 like the like the Note 20 which is a flagship phone despite the fact that no one should buy it and then there's the there's the Note the Note 20 Ultra which is a flagship ultra phone because it's almost two grand and now you're looking at foldables which is like a, a whole level tier a whole a tier of flagship but it's but it's just, just because
2: a, they're priced at that doesn't mean they're worth it. I mean, you said it yourself, the Note 20 is not worth a grand. The Note 20 Ultra probably isn't worth two grand, and the Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G. I wish I could keep saying things. Definitely isn't worth
1: three grand. You know, like
0: uh, no, for sure. But it depends on. I think you it, mean
1: it I, more I, from a marketing perspective, yeah. like from the companies, right? That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, just but like we're not on their the positioning them.
0: It's just what it's just like that's what the world is just becoming now. Um, and no, the Note 20 is not worth it for sure but um there are other 865s um snapdragon 865 phones that are worth it with that same pricing um like i would assume you think that about the oneplus 8 pro or whatever they call it the
2: oneplus 8 pro i don't the oneplus 8 i like the oneplus 8 pro the more i think about i think it's too much for what it is it's not really worth the 5g and the wireless charging and all the other bullshit that comes with sorry the the, other stuff that comes with it
0: but I would say that the I think the S twenty plus is thirteen twenty nine, and compared to, comparative to the the Note twenty Ultra, and other product other like Note sorry not the twenty twenty S twenty twenty plus is whatever compared to the S twenty Ultra, and other like phones out there. I'd say the S twenty plus is in a good pricing range for and for what it gives you. Um, sure, it could be cheaper, but Sure, literally anything else in the world could be cheaper. Gas could be cheaper. Uh, plants could be cheap. I don't know how much a plant
1: costs. I don't plants. Plant plants but plants, no, plants vary. <laughs>
2: depending on where you buy them, they can become very expensive. Yeah, yeah clothing. I was looking at buying cheaper. a tree,
1: and it was like two hundred
2: bucks. Yeah, you um, gotta get them at like. Home hardware, that was cheaper okay,
0: there. Guys, guys, I was just, Sorry. Was just ex- not plant talk. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but literally anything else in the world could be cheaper. And for I really like that phone. I was, had a conversation with a, uh, a reader last night because she read my article about the Note 20. It was just like, well, that's about anything. need And know. I need to know if I should get the Note 20 or S20+. Plus. She's now going to buy the S20+, Plus because for what it's worth, like for its cost and for what it gives you, it's a good phone.
1: Um, Especially if you don't you, want the pen and the Note 20.
0: Yeah, exactly. So then there's there is that level of flagship or ultra flagship No, that's just flagship. 1300 is now just flagship, which is crazy. But that's but just that flagship. phone was in
2: the ultra flagship zone when it came out. I mean, in terms of I think the specs it was that it only, offered and the price that it had, wasn't it like 1800 bucks? I mean, that's two grand. No, that was no. the that
0: was the S20 Ultra.
2: Oh, just right. Sorry, Plus. you're talking about the Plus. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was saying yeah. the Plus was the Ultra. My bad.
0: No, yeah, the Ultra is in this you're right, you're Ultra right. flagship level cr- of craziness,
2: and it
1: sucks.
0: And it and the, but the Note 20 Ultra is a good phone from uh, yeah, Patrick's review, but it's still eighteen eighty nine or eighteen seventy nine. It's eighteen something nine, which is crazy for and only certain people would go for that. This is say like the one percenters get the folds. This is in the 5%ers, but 5%. everyone else would probably want either flagship or high-tier high, read, high tier mid-range. And there's now that option with this Snapdragon 700 series, which I like that they've added that. Because now we have, looking at the um, Pixel three Pixel 4a, sorry, which is has a Snapdragon 730 processor. And it's like 400 and 500, no, no, it's 650, it's right? It's 479. Four hundred seventy nine in Canada.
2: Five seventy
0: nine. It's uh, something in that lower range. Yeah, you it's keep bad. talking.
2: I'll look it yeah. up.
0: Yeah, but it's something in that lower range, and it's still. And John loved it. It's a good phone, and there's also the seven um, seven sixty five processor, which also adds five G, making the phone future proof, which allowed for the Velvet to be six hundred dollars if you find it at the right place. Some places had it for nine fifty. But Freedom and Eastlink and VitoTron, I sure VitoTron as well. Had it for around six hundred dollars, um, and that's good too. Like if the next Pixel Four, uh, Pixel Five should also have a seven sixty five processor, which means it can be literally anywhere from six hundred to nine hundred dollars, and that will probably be a great phone. So the Four A
2: was four seventy nine.
0: Four seventy nine. Okay. So I feel like now there is like this. There is this breakdown of. There's budget phones you can get for $100, $200. There's these, and these are phones that not everybody You everyone Basically, just text want. and call from. Yeah, and like my grandmother like, may appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, or or some of you want, you might want to get your kid. But then mm-hmm. you have this range of phones that are at what, like from $479, because let's, let's start with the Pixel 4a, to about $900 that people will be happy with.
2: Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, the thing that is going through my mind a lot. I'm using the OnePlus Nord now. Like they sent this one, and I think it's a 730 G or 730 G. Does that make sense?
0: No, there is no seven. It's 765. I'm pretty sure.
2: In the Nord, okay. Um, yeah, because
0: there's no like it has 5G,
2: right? Um, I'll I'm not I can sure. check that one. You keep going. Have, I'll check this one. Yeah, but basically, like, just the, what for what the price of like something like the Nord or the Pixel 4A is, and like. So let's say these range between, let's say, let's just put the Pixel 4a at 500 and the Nord at like 650, I think. If you put it to Canadian conversions, I believe it's somewhere around there. And just like the things that it offers, like I haven't had a game lag that I couldn't play it on it yet. I like, I'm missing wireless charging, sure, but like, am I willing to pay at this point an extra four to $500 more for wireless charging and a slightly faster processor? Like, no, like. Okay, what else isn't really great on this phone? Some of the cameras aren't great, but the main lens and the selfie camera are fine. You know, it's like when you get to the macro lens, it's like, why is this here? It's it's not very good at all. But like, that's just like extra stuff that they could have even got rid of and maybe saved some cost. But like, just the difference in price and features doesn't make sense. You know, like maybe, yes, the fold, going back to the fold, it does fold. And like, that is a huge thing that's worth a lot of money because it's such like a new experimental feature. But, like, going from the 479 Pixel 4a to, like, the Note 20 Ultra, like, is a 120 hertz screen, a pen, you know, Samsung's cameras, wireless charging, reverse wireless charging, and, like, all these other features that are,
1: like, halfway between gimmick and feature worth, you know, the extra $800 that that phone costs? Depends. Is a... There's an audience, like Samsung wouldn't keep making Note devices all these years if there wasn't an audience for the pen. That's not me. Like, I, I have no use for the pen. I really like the Note 20. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
1: The Ultra, it's probably one of the most complete package phones that Samsung's released in the last couple of years.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: if I was going to get a Samsung flagship, it wouldn't be that device because I don't need the pen. I'm not going to use it, Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the only other thing that I wanted to say about the Z fold two before we move on, because we're running out of time, um, is, and, and Ben and I have talked about this off the podcast several times. I I have the, um, galaxy Z flip 5g currently going to do a full review on mobile syrup. It'll be the first like foldable phone review that I do. I think it's a beautiful phone. It's really cool. Um, again, similar to the Z Fold 2, there's very few compromises present in the device. It's generally solid across the board, but the fold is a gimmick. It doesn't need to fold. There's no practical reason for it other than the fact that it's cool. I appreciate that and I think it's really neat, but that's what's different about the um, Samsung's new foldable. The man, I keep Zed getting all fold the names mixed up the, the Z Fold 2 5G. Because it folds out into a, in a, a into a tablet, right? So it gives yeah. you that bigger screen. There is a purpose for it. It makes sense. Whereas this other phone, it's just really cool. So um, c- so I think that's something that's worth noting about this device. Uh, yeah. And I kind of... Like, it's too much money. I would never buy it. doesn't matter how much money I make. I would never even consider it. I, I just couldn't do it. But from that perspective... I do understand why Dean is interested in it. I could see it being worth it for someone who doesn't want to use uh, or not, not even want to, they don't use a laptop. They don't use any other device. Their phone is their main computing platform and they don't want a tablet. They just want this one thing that does everything from that perspective. I kind of get it, but I think that that audience that that type of person who's after that, that sort of experience is pretty, pretty limited oh. yeah
0: quick note on the Z flip though it gets smaller so people love that
2: <laughs> but i not yeah, that much gets, smaller
1: sure no, it gets yeah. it gets smaller but it's still it's I was still talking pretty to thick my, my and like... mom
0: about it and she was just saying that like for a woman woman might love it just because it's something that can fit in a woman's pocket whereas most phones cannot or
1: most women's pants don't even have pockets
0: well the one the ones that the ones that do have very small pockets. no i yeah,
1: no, know, what, you know what you're saying yeah, yeah like yeah and I so get it,
0: but is it worth two thousand dollars for that because that phone is twenty two thousand dollars nine two thousand nineteen ninety nine who but, knows But then on uh, the
1: like on the other side of that argument too there's like lots of stuff that we buy just because they're cool and they have no practical purpose it's not like everything has to have a reason for existing something can just be cool especially in the relatively stagnant smartphone market um yeah let's 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 leave this to rest we've talked about it enough uh bennett do you want to start off our lovely smartwatch wearable showdown portion of the podcast yeah
2: um basically we just like we Back when, I guess, the summer sort of started, a lot of us got, you know, we were all locked inside. And we started getting, like, more active. People were running, people were biking, people were using smartwatches and fitness trackers a lot more around our office, it seemed like. And so there was a lot more questions I mean, popping up in our Slack, like, hey, what's this? Can you do this on the Apple Watch? Can Is Wear OS going to be able to do this if I wanted to track this thing or if I wanted to like try this out. So we've been doing a little bit more talking about smartwatches than we
1: typically normally well I mean typically would this summer I think. Uh, do you guys agree or yeah I think so I, I for the first time have been using my Apple Watch to like seriously track fitness through through Strava. Yeah. Um and with like a few few hiccups in the initial days of using the app it's been a pretty solid experience. And for me Prior to that, a smartwatch was simply just a notification device. It was a thing that sent specific emails to my wrist. It was a thing that sent calls to my wrist. It was a device that let me disconnect when I, when I used to go to an office and then come home. I could kind of leave my phone at the side. And if something important was happening related to work or like my family needed to get a hold of me, I had this watch on my wrist that would allow that to happen. That's what it was for me. Um, but my Apple watch has become a little more than that over the last couple of months because I'm trying, trying to ride my bike more and, uh, be a little active. And I found that the tracking of that has, um, helped maintain my interest in, in regularly exercising.
2: Yeah. I mean, so this first question, basically we're doing a smartwatch showdown because we've been using these smartwatches. Um, but the first question is just like, I'll start with Dean, I guess, because you just kind of answered it, Pat. But what do you want from a smartwatch? You know, when you slap one on your wrist, what do you want it to like add to your life?
0: Uh, add to my life. That's a good question. So I kind of want my, my smartwatch to kind of help me not take out my phone. Uh, this is kind of like what Pat just said. But um, in the sense that I want notifications, um, I want to be able to talk on it like a two-way call on it and i also really just need it to track my um my activity while i'm biking or using the elliptical or whatever the hell i'm doing that it's active and it's kind of really it i just i don't i wouldn't want it for much of anything else i know some people use their smart watches for music or they look at photos on their watches which is features on who all these who smart- I don't know, but the people must because they add this features to these watches, and I just don't get it. But people must do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope some people do it. Um, they and I'm not the type of person to ever leave my phone anywhere. Like I don't, I don't leave my phone. I don't go for a run and leave my phone, or I don't go for a bike ride or leave my phone at home. So it's not a. It would never be a replacement for my phone, but just something so that. I can leave my phone in my little fanny pack.
2: Yeah. That's sort of how I've been using mine, I think. But I don't know if I have like an ideal use case. I think I might be more on the like fitness tracker only side of things and less on the notification side of things. So when I wrote down this stuff in the doc, I was like, I want automatic fitness tracking, which is a big thing that the Apple Watch does well, but Wear OS, and I've also been using a Withings Move, I believe it's called. And neither of those. The Versa does great. it too. Does it? Okay.
1: But yeah, automatic fitness tracking. It, it doesn't do it as handy. well. Sorry. That's
2: it okay. doesn't do
1: it as well as the Apple Watch, but it it, it does do it. Yeah. I just wanted to mm-hmm. mention that. Tizen
0: also does it.
2: Tizen does it? Okay. Um, yeah. I also have uh yeah google does it too but it's bad It like i feel like every time i'm on my bike it's like one every three times maybe it it matches also i'm not using the best android wear watch so that could be it too but basically automatic fitness tracking is what i want Uh, i have light like moderate notifications on here but actually the more i think about it i don't know like yeah maybe you're right like when i'm on my bike like it's nice to see stuff on my wrist but when I want to disconnect, like you guys are saying, I don't want to watch. I want to be like completely disconnected. If you want to catch me, too bad, you can't. Um, I also What's want the smart watch that computer. you're using. It's a Movabi Tick Watch. <laughs> uh, okay, it's just like an Android. It's on the most up to date Android Wear software, but in terms of hardware, it's pretty low end. Um, I think I, Alex has a Misfit G- Vapor that's better, but I haven't used it very much.
0: I think I would also want GPS on my watch. As long as you can connect to GPS, because I often when I'm like biking somewhere, I don't know, I'll have to like turn my phone on really loud and just hope I can hear it um, while it's mm. in my like fanny pack. So if, the, uh, if I, like I don't have a I don't have a smartwatch at the moment, um, I let my dad borrow the one I had, and I've been waiting for Samsung to give me a Galaxy Watch Three. I've emailed them countless times about it, uh, but yeah, so. I, I think I would. That's one of the other main things. Like definitely GPS, which I I know Tizen does it. Um, I assume Apple must do it too. I'm sh- I'm sure. I think. Well, a lot
2: somewhere. of them, a lot of them do have it, and a lot of them that don't use it through your phone. Like I believe exactly. the Withings one yeah. just connects to your phone. So like when you're doing fitness aspects to get the GPS from that, you need to be near your phone. So if you want to like track your run or your ride, you have to be near your phone to get the GPS. But yeah, GPS is cool too. That's something that I I think I like in them as well. Um and then I, I just want a minimal look and an always on display where my other things. Uh sleep tracking would be cool, but as someone who like doesn't wear a watch to bed and I try I've tried with certain watches to try sleep tracking, it's just not something I can get behind, but I do think it's a neat feature and I think uh it would be nice to have that data. I wish I knew like how my sleeps were.
0: I know my sleeps are bad, and I don't think I need the help of a watch. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> But I I do, I do know about sleep tracking. Um, I because I haven't um, because I do not have the, any watches on me. I did check out some of the reviews of the Galaxy Watch Three, and I know that they they've added this feature to ties in where it kind of uses your cell ac- accelerometer accelerometer. Oh my gosh, accelerometer.
2: Accelerometer.
0: Thank you. That word. Oh wow!
2: I didn't know that's where that was going.
0: they use that feature plus your heart rate monitor to track like to track what type of sleep you're having to figure out if you're having deep sleep which is the restful sleep or REM sleep or light sleep or no Mm. sleep at all like previously they only had where you're sleeping and you're not sleeping um but this time they try to they try to figure out what type of sleep you're, you're having um which is very it's like pretty helpful so if you know that you're most you're not really getting much deep sleep you can try to correct that although in the reviews they're saying that like but who knows like who can really tell if samsung is right like who knows if this is accurate or not it just has this feature but it's the new version of watch
1: os is before. the new version of watch os is getting sleep tracking too finally Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it'll be good to see. I'm not uh so sure how much I believe in the Watch OS 1. I mean, Watch OS hasn't had the best battery life, so unless some new better Apple Watch with like a 3-day, 4-day battery life comes out, I don't really know how much faith I have in this sleep tracking on Apple
1: Watch. You probably could speak Yeah, I don't I don't that. have much I don't have much interest in in sleep tracking, but I do think that there's like I would love to talk to Apple about that. I don't really see how it's possible. Like, when do they expect you to charge it if you're supposed to wear it at all times now? You know exactly. what I mean? And it's tracking everything you do. When do you charge it? Like, those three seconds that you go in the shower or, like, the five minutes that you're in the shower in the morning? Like, when do you put this thing down on a charger? I think that's an interesting question that... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's even an answer. I'd be fascinated to see what they would say. Is, I think if anyone is to do this, it's probably the Apple watch,
2: but if you're sitting at your desk, your you know, your iPhone is on the table beside you and you're working on a Mac, you're wearing an Apple watch. Are you still getting notifications on every single device
1: or are you just getting
2: like one somewhere?
1: Um, you're getting them on everything. Cause that used to happen to me at work. That's why I started turning off uh, Gmail notifications at work. I would get them on my wrist. They would come through my wrist first and then they would appear on my, my Mac after. So it would be like double the notification and like, That's not what I want. I don't need that. That's one of my Um, big issues with it too. I've worn an Apple Watch since 2015 when it first came out. And even before that, I wore other wearables like the Pebble. And I've I've dabbled with Wear OS several times. Um, And I've sort of like figured out how a smartwatch fits into my life. And I think that's, that's like a key part of using any wearable or a smartwatch is just figuring out what it makes sense for you to use it for, because I, I don't feel like anyone's use case is the same, right? Like some people want to use it for fitness. Even with me, it's, it's like the way I use it has evolved over the years. We talked about how I'm like using Strava to track stuff. Now I've, I've thought about paying for, um, an LTE plan for my Apple watch so that I can listen to music on the go and not have to download songs directly to, uh, my smartwatch. Like, things like that I never thought I would do that mm-hmm. given the current world we live in, I'm starting to like shift how I use um, my Apple watch. Fair enough. I think we'll get more into this stuff later,
2: but we'll just continue through the doc here before we get too far away. Um, this one should be fairly simple, but it might cost some arguments. Which smartwatch do you guys think has the best design? I mean, hardware and software, we can have two categories here. Although I kind of think like it might just go to Apple both times, but you know, what do you guys think?
0: Oh, I'd go Samsung.
2: In hardware and software?
0: No, I don't know enough about uh, Apple hard, uh, software. I just know what the, what the Apple Watch looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd say in hardware, Samsung looks better.
2: There um, are I some Samsung is, watches, I would too. agree. There are some, I, but not all. I,
0: I just say that I, I'm just going by the, what's the most recent. So that I'm comparing the Series 5, which is, is that the most recent Apple Watch, right? Yeah. Series 5? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 I mean, they all look S- the same, so it doesn't really matter, but yeah.
0: Series 5 compared to Apple, no, compared to Galaxy Watch 3, I definitely think that. The Galaxy Watch 3 looks better, to, or hardware seems better to me. Um, I like the round face. It reminds me of a watch. People won't know it's a smartwatch. I, I agree. Like, I also like the rotating bezel, because it's a rotating bezel, and it feels good. And I like that Samsung brought it back this time.
2: That I like in practice. I don't necessarily like the look of it. I think the Galaxy Watch Active three or whatever the last galaxy watch active you reviewed when we were back in the office the one that didn't have the rotating bezel but had a very minimal style design i think that was my favorite looking samsung one was that the active three am i right there uh active two active two yeah that's my favorite one um that's the only one that i think maybe competes with the apple watch and i don't know if i'm just like warped because of like apple's marketing and like design chops to be like leaning towards it but i just think it has like the most like uh, fashion style design, you know, like maybe the fossil watches a little bit and maybe the Samsung watches a little bit too, but the Apple watch, you like see it and you like, know it's like, I it's iconic, you know, in a way that the other watches haven't been able to pick up on yet.
1: I think the Apple watch looks really nice. I agree with you that it's become like a known somewhat iconic design. Yeah. Um, But I still prefer the circular look of like the Moto 360. Like that's a, a huge throwback, even though there was a third gen version of the smartwatch um, that came out somewhat recently. I, I like Samsung smartwatches. I think they look better than um, the Apple watch generally, uh, at I, least in terms of just like their design and hardware and stuff like that.
0: I also like the look of the fossil gen five. If you guys pull that up. I, I know
2: what you're yeah, 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 Those are yeah. sweet.
0: Yeah. I like those ones. Too. Certain I just ones don't of like, them. I just like the circular watch look that. People won't immediately know that I'm not wearing a smartwatch.
2: Yeah, that's true, too. I kind of like whenever I go to buy smart watches, not that I buy them, but I, you know, put them in my car look at them I price them out. I do all that typical stuff that people do. But yeah, I'm always leaning towards like circular watches. And uh, yeah, I guess you're right. The circular watches are nice. And that's what I would get if I had to like if I had to put my money on something, it'd be a circular watch. Um, I know you guys on this. Sorry, you can go ahead.
1: I was just going to say that on the on the software side, like I don't think there's a contest at all like across the board like watch os is leagues better than wear os yeah i think it's probably like the contest is a little bit closer with tizen but like i don't think so. it hasn't doesn't have the app it has an app ecosystem like no, that's somewhat unheard of um okay. the the apple watch i mean has an app ecosystem that's somewhat unheard of in the wearable smartwatch space uh personally that? that's not something that it has like a third party app ecosystem that yeah, it, so like it doesn't rival the like iOS
2: but it's not. How the big same is it? Size, is
1: it? Um, like no, it. yeah,
0: sorry.
2: Okay. I thought you meant
0: like it's only one with one. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no, they no. All like, have apps, but
1: the only one yeah, yeah. with apps worth downloading might be Yeah. Okay, that's fair. You know, Wear OS has one, sure, Tizen has one. There's like smaller smartwatches that have them too. But, like what Apple has in terms of an app store, it's, it's a, it just doesn't compare to what other manufacturers are doing. There's like apps actual apps from that app people store. use. So, that's what I was just going to say. Me, Sorry. I have never really used an app at all with the Apple Watch because that's not how I used to use the smartwatch. That's changed because now I use Strava. Um, there's like a sailing app that I use called Windspeed. There's a few other like apps okay. that I download. Um, but that didn't used to be the case, right? Like, I, th- I think there is that certain type of smartwatch user where, like, who gives a shit that there's more apps on the Apple Watch? That used to be me. I didn't care. I just wanted something that was easy to navigate and made sense. Um, and, I, and I do think you can get that experience from Wear OS to an extent and probably no, no, ties in a, OS. a little more. <laughs> not Wear OS. It, it's no. not... It's, I, think, I think that Wear OS gets a bit of a bad rap. It's not quite as bad as people make it out to be i think it's as usable long as you're but using, it's not good as long as you're not using apps i think you can get by with it and it's fine i guess that that that's what i i would say yeah um, but yeah my, my whole point was just that like there is an app ecosystem on the apple watch it's getting better it exists the apps have like a specific design language to them i don't think that any other um smart watch manufacturer uh can offer a similar experience at least right now with that's with fair. um with their software I totally yeah, don't I,
0: use apps when I like when I use a smartwatch at all so for me like I've never had an issue with Tizen's uh, lack of app ecosystem I because I just find that whatever is already available on the watch is good enough for me um, but I get if you yeah. yeah, I think there's likes, a lot of people like that. Yeah, I get but I get if, some, if you're someone who needs like if you're looking for other apps or like a, like a wind sailing app which like Sounds, or sailboat app, is that what you said? Uh, it, way, like, it,
1: it basically just tracks where I'm sailing and, and tracks how fast I'm going and the wind speed and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know for sure because I haven't looked it up, but my guess is that's a pretty damn niche app that probably isn't available on like Tizen no, or Wear for OS. For sure,
0: and that sounds really mm-hmm. cool. So if you're someone like that who's like looking for other stuff on your smartwatch, I think Apple uh, Wear OS is probably the way to, the way to go. But if, if not, I think it's probably... More if you're not like that, I think it's probably more an even playing field.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I think that's a fair fair way to look at it.
2: I don't know that new watch face thing that's coming out on Watch OS six, where each watch face you can kind of customize with many complications from the same app. So you, yeah, can it have is really like, cool a watch face for doing biking a watch face for sailing a watch face for at work so you can i don't know whatever work things you would need and you can just like set these watch faces based upon like where you are in your day i think that's like really smart um and i think like m- everyone's really far behind that like wear os is so far behind right now when you swipe to the left you can bring up a good google assistant and like the sort of today view and it's like good afternoon this is the day this is this is what the weather is. And then it's like, would you like to ask for the weather? Would you like to set a timer? Would you like to start a search? And it's like, I don't need those things there because I know what Google Assistant is. And then below is a Michelle Obama quote because like, you know, there's enough space on a smartwatch that we can just have random Michelle Obama quotes popping up. <laughs> would, you, would you like me to read it to you? Sure. Do it. I will. Add, yeah. You can't make decisions based on fear and the possibility of what might happen. Michelle Obama. So that just sort of tells you what where OS <laughs> is at. It's just like... I don't know what they're thinking or who was like, you know what people need on their wrist is like motivational quotes coming at them throughout the day. But it's just like, it's weird. It's very I weird.
0: don't even know why you're actually in this podcast because no one really <laughs> needs to
2: know about Wear OS.
0: <laughs> um, the real competition was really just ties in and um, not where. yeah, it really just ties in an Apple well, Watch.
1: Yeah, the, the one thing that we haven't really talked about is Fitbit, right? Like I think that Fitbit's mm-hmm. a pretty viable platform. For sure, like five members of my family own a Fitbit Versa because it's relatively cheap. It's a smartwatch and it's notification focused and it tracks fitness, right? Like, I think that that's also a viable device that probably offers something very similar to what Tizen is capable of offering. But um I think the thing with the Versa is it's like it's not a nice looking smartwatch like it's in this other category, far behind the Apple Watch and what Samsung's doing, and even most Wear-O- Wear OS watches, but that price tag is pretty impressive. Like, can't you get a Fitbit Versa 2 for, like, 250 bucks or something? Uh, there's that
2: Versa Lite that's got to be cheap, too. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's the Versa Lite, too. I mean, that's the kind of the trade-off with Fitbits. It's like, yeah, you're getting a really decent software. I mean, it's kind of like what we were talking about before with the phones. You know, you pay less, but you get value out of that. You know, you're not paying... Six hundred bucks for an Apple Watch because you want the stainless steel design. Where you're only getting the same Apple Watch as the four hundred dollar Apple Watch at this point with the Fitbit. Yeah, maybe the hardware is not the best. You know, it's more plastic than metal or whatever. But the software is going to work, and the fitness tracking is going to work. And yeah, people that have them love them. I'm in the same boat as you. Like. A lot of people in my extended family have Fitbits and not I see more Fitbits than Apple Watches, I think, amongst my friends and family. You can
1: you can get a Versa2 2 for $219 right now on Amazon.ca. Like I know the Versa 3 is coming out and I know there's like that high-end um, Fitbit that's coming as well. I think it's called the Sense, the Fitbit Sense. Yeah. Is that I think correct? So. Yeah, Fitbit Sense. Um, so like there are newer ones coming that have more capabilities, but like if you just want a smartwatch that sends notifications is gonna track fitness. In a in a way, like Fitbit is the best option because it's so cheap. It's like much easier to be an impulse buy because you're only dropping like two hundred bucks and change on it instead of like five hundred dollars on an Apple Watch or like Dean. How much do the does do Samsung's Tizen smartwatches generally cost?
0: I think they're about five hundred bucks
1: as well. I'll check to see
0: yeah. the Galaxy Watch Three, but I'm sure it's around. Four ninety nine. Let
1: me see. That's like Apple Watch territory, right? Like that—that's a decision that requires a ton of research, and you probably don't even really need a smartwatch. Whereas a Fitbit, like I don't know, two hundred bucks, sure, why not? Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. Galaxy Watch three, the forty five is five ninety nine. Like, crap.
1: yeah, that's so much money. <laughs> yeah, and that's how much the Apple Watch costs roughly too, right? And that's also so much money. So it's like. To me, it's a different type of purchase in a way.
2: hmm Yeah, no, you're probably right. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like a value you can go. I mentioned it earlier, but uh I had the Withings move that I've been testing as well. And it basically looks like a regular watch. It's very plasticky as well, but it's like 80 bucks. So it's like dirt cheap, which is awesome. But nice. you know, you that it like it's very scratchable. It has a plastic uh watch face and that scratches like way too easily but still for 80 bucks you get what you pay for i guess um but it basically just looks like a normal watch it you just and then on the inside there's a sepkin dial that goes from zero to 100 and that's like your fitness goal that you set up through an app almost everything you do through this fitness tracker is through an app so you just wear it it tracks you and then you check it through the app and okay. you just know if you're doing good or bad because you're trying to get to that hundred on your zero to hundred gauge um but yeah like i was saying about the move like it's just like this really cheap smart watch and it's sort of like below fitbit because i don't think the fitness tracking is as good but i love that you don't get any notifications and you're just wearing a watch and you like look down every once in a while you're like oh i'm at you know 75 today i guess maybe maybe i'll hop on my bike when i get home because i, I can probably get to 100 if i bike for a bit you know and like things like that just That's little bits nice. of motivation yeah it's really nice um And I know like Apple Watch and I'm sure Tizen and I know Wear OS, they all do this with their like rings, you know, closing your rings and getting your fitness goals that you kind of set up in the same way. Um, And when I use Wear OS, I use the Google Fit ring watch face for that same effect. But the simplicity of the move is something that I really do like. Like I like the fitness tracking over uh, notifications sort of design that it has. That said, I don't find the fitness tracking to be, like, super great on it. Um, But that's kind of all I have to say about that. Um, Do you guys have anything else? Or do you want to just hop into, like, what smartwatch do you think is, you know, the best?
1: I think think we can hit that.
2: Cool. So, yeah, which one do you think is the best? Who do you think walks away with this crown?
0: I think, let's start with me because it's me. Um, I think that if you have an an (laughs) iPhone, you should obviously just get an Apple Watch. And if you have an Android device, you should probably go with Samsung's watch. If you, but you can also can um, Samsung like Android phones do work with Apple watches as well, right?
1: No, yeah, you just lose like ninety percent of the functionality, okay. so it's not really. Well, what if you
0: are? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. So if you are, so it's, it, I think that is, unless you want something that's more affordable. I'm or pretty sure that's not
1: true. It is I, like you I'll, can use an Android have to phone go, like, connected to your Apple watch. You can connect an Apple watch to an Android phone, but it. we'd have to do a whole other podcast on this. I don't want to, okay. Okay. <laughs> it works, but you lose a ton of functionality. Um, unless yeah, okay. it's been removed in like a recent version of watch OS, because I, I used to do it. There was a time where like I didn't have another wearable and I was reviewing Android devices and I would connect my Apple watch to my Android phone. Um, I think, at one point, I was going to write a feature about it, but it never happened. Anyways, back back to what you were saying, Dean.
0: And if you yeah. need something, if you don't care about the like, the extra features like Samsung's Galaxy watches, you can talk on it. You can have a conversation on it with like like your Power Ranger. Um, and if you don't need anything extra, you want something more streamlined, definitely check out like. Or don't care about the look. Definitely, you should definitely check out something more affordable, like. Uh, one of the Fitbits you were talking about because if you just want fitness tracking, then sure it's a Fitbit. I'm sure it does great. Um, but yeah, that's it. For
1: me. Yeah. I think, I think I probably follow like a similar, similar train of thought. I really like the Apple watch. I think it's great. I especially like the series five cause it has that always on screen. It's probably my favorite wearable that I've ever used, but it's expensive, right? Like you, that's a, a big purchase. That's a lot of money to drop on a device you don't necessarily really need, I could not use, uh, uh an, a wearable. I could get rid of the Apple watch and I would still be able to live my life pretty, pretty damn comfortably. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you have the money and you're looking for a really good wearable and you're an iPhone user, Apple watch is the way to go. If you're more interested in, uh, just fitness tracking and you want something that's a very basic notification device and you're either an Android user or even if you're an Apple user and you don't want to drop like that extra cash on an Apple watch. Get of a GG, dig up a Pebble. (laughs) I still have a Pebble Time round that every once in a while I dig out and I like, I pay for this service Rebel. That is like this fan run platform that keeps it going. I I love the Pebble Time round. It's probably one of my favorite wearables. But like back to what I was saying, if if you don't want to drop a lot of cash, there's nothing wrong with Fitbit Versa. It may not be like the nicest looking wearable. Um, it's definitely not like a fashion piece, so to speak. But it 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 works. Uh, it's pretty durable and it gets the job done, particularly with fitness tracking.
2: And they do look better than they used to. I mean, we we've been kind of hating on Fitbits this time, yeah. but it's it's come a long way in the last three years. And some of the new bands are not so bad. But they definitely just have more of a fitness look to
1: them. Yeah, it do, It just doesn't compare to like yeah Samsung's. Tizen watches or what Apple's doing with the Apple Watch. Um but I think you're right like we we have I I personally I especially have been a little down on on the look of the Versa but it's it's truly not that bad. Like it's fine. It's just not like I don't know, it's not like a stunning device or anything. It's pretty pretty nondescript.
2: Yeah, I mean
1: like I'm in the same boat.
2: Yeah, if you want if you want features, the Apple Watch is unbeatable. I mean, Tizen and Wear OS are like nipping at its heels and trying their best to come close. Um, Wear OS further behind although there's just be some updates coming so maybe they'll get better but yeah I mean the Apple Watch is it's like feature-packed you can get it on its own like phone plan it doesn't have to be tied to a phone you can just make phone calls do make phone calls do texts you know look at photos like Dean said you can do everything but um I think, yeah, I think generally when I go to recommend smart watches to people, though, I always end up in the Fitbit camp, you know, like whenever I'm talking to someone, I'm always like, you might as well just save the 200 bucks, get a Fitbit and see if you like it first. Because another thing I think that a lot of people happen to have, and I know this happened to me, um, smart watches seem very cool, seems very futuristic. I want to wear one. I want to talk to Google Assistant on my wrist. I want to see my notifications. I want to track my bike rides. But you know, after two weeks of putting that on every day and getting notification after notification after notification, I find it tiring. So, yeah, dropping a lot of money on a smartwatch being something that isn't right for everybody is definitely tough. Because I think there's no, like we were saying earlier, there's no right or wrong answer with smartwatches. But a lot, of, I think more people are happier without them than they are with them. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, that's, that that's an interesting <laughs> perspective.
0: Samsung's watches have Bixby and not Google, which is. Kind of something you have to consider as well,
1: mm. um, but yeah, Oof. that's
0: pretty much it. <laughs> Forgot about that one crap. Gross part.
1: Bixby! I always forget that Bixby's not dead. Yeah, um, so is that a good place to wrap it up? Do we want to talk about what games we've been playing quickly? Yeah, that works for me. I'm done on the watches. Um, so I I, I can start it off. I have more or less been playing pretty much nothing. Thing, because i've been super busy with a horrible bathroom renovation and a cat that recently got eye surgery and walks around bleeding on everything and crying and scratching her eyes so that that's been a fun two weeks but when i have had time all i've been doing is playing the warehouse demo of uh, tony hawk's pro skater one and two and the occasional apex match um because i really like season six and rampart is a great character Really, Uh, And then tomorrow I'm going to be playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 forever because the game comes out. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've been doing. Fair enough. uh, Is it good?
2: Is the remaster of Tony Hawk good? Like, you know?
1: I like it. Um, I think the more I've played it, the less it... So I'll try to do it somewhat quickly. It's, you know, when you play a game when you're a kid and you think it looks really good, but then you go back when you're an adult, and it looks like absolute trash. Every third day, yep. <laughs> you have like this this vision of what it is in your mind. Yeah, this game manages to match that vision of what a lot of people likely remember those two games as, which I think is an interesting accomplishment. But there there is something different about the controls that I've I've sort of um, started to realize over the last several hours of playing the game that makes it feel different from the original. And I don't know if I like that yet. Um, Mm. That's something that I'm going to have to figure out and come come to terms with once I get the the actual game.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Is it better than
1: Skate 3? I never really liked the Skate series. All right. There we have it. Dean, what are you playing? That's my answer.
0: (laughs) So I play a lot of Apex. Um, A lot of Apex because I really like season six as well. Um, I'm also reviewing a game called Mortal Shell. I forgot what it was called there. Uh, I'm reviewing a game called Mortal Shell. It's like a Dark Souls game, but it's only made by like a group of fifteen people. Um, and it's really fun. Cool. It's like super like there are some things that are directly taken out of Dark Souls, but there are some things that are like uh like very unique to it as well. Like you, you have this ability called harden um like you're a metal pod and you if someone hits you like they kind of like bounce off you and you just can like use that one moment to strike or yeah it's it's pretty cool i like it um and i've also been getting back into overwatch just a little bit because uh, i hate my life
2: okay fair enough that's fair (laughs) is that fair i guess but that's funny um are you liking this game like what's it called the game you're reviewing again Mel- it's mortal <laughs> shell mortal. mortal mortal yeah
0: it's very really cool i like it a lot um it's it's short i just haven't had time to play it because i've been trying to get through the boys season two which i finally did
2: nice um yeah
1: fair enough what have you been playing better uh
2: not sorry not a whole lot um as I've been testing out like the Samsung tablet and this Nord and some other Android phones, I'm trying to play some Android games. So I've kind of got back into kingdom rush. I don't know if you guys ever played those mobile tower defense games. There, uh, if you have an Android phone and you haven't used your, uh, free trial for Google play pass, which is Google's, you know, free game. You pay like whatever per month, you get a, a bunch of games and apps for free. Use that up. All of the kingdom rush games are in there. Just pick one, play it. They're super fun. And then, uh, last night I went back and fall happened. So I dived back into animal crossing and uh, trying to catch fish and stuff. Yeah. Got some acorns, you know, game. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm basically just waiting for Mario sunshine to come out because it's my favorite 3d Mario game of all time. So
1: I'm so excited to play that again. Yeah. Uh, All right. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening to the syrup Be sure to drop us a review on iTunes. It really helps with the rankings of the show you can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke and of course on mobilesyrup.com. Bennett where can people find you uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere
2: at the Bradfad. fad uh, you can find my work on mobilesyrup.com. got a few uh, videos on the mobile syrup YouTube um, but yeah that's about it
1: and Dean where can people find you
0: And you can find me at the Daily Dean on Twitter and Instagram and I'm also on mobilesyrup.com.
1: And as always, you can find all of our content on mobile and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at MobileSyrup. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,